This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed worship today. Starting a new series, Deliverance. So we're going to be talking about Deliverance. Uh, We have five Sundays here in this month, so we're really going to be able to take our time with it and walk through this and really teach on this. Um, And um, I know people have varying definitions of in the Christian world and stuff with respect to deliverance. It kind of can come with um, certain um, teachings about it and stuff like that. And so this might be something new for you or this may be something you're very familiar with. And either way, I believe you're gonna get some insight through the scripture and um, encouraged in your walk with the Lord as a result of this series. And so let's jump right in, all right? Let me pray and we're gonna get started. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. And we pray in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, God, that this word speaks to everybody. Uh, Lord, I pray that the word is sown on good soil. It brings about change on the inside of us. Change us, Jesus. Make us more like you. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. All right. So this is what we're going to talk about today. I went just um, kind of, we, we want to take our time through this and really teach on deliverance. And here today we're going to talk about this, okay, with respect to what is deliverance. And we're going to talk about the biblical basis, okay, and the reality of humanity's need for deliverance. Okay, I'm going to say this again. So this is what we're going to talk about today. Um, And I've tried to really plan out this month and how we're going to teach it and really go through this. Um, We got a lot of ground to cover, um, but so we can we can really just talk about two main things today. And that's just the biblical basis of deliverance. What is it? What does it mean? How does that apply to me? And then really talk about just humanity's need for deliverance okay so here it is point number one we all have been delivered in christ if you're a believer um if you're walking with jesus you've been delivered okay and and so um colossians chapter 1 verse 13 and just so you know those of you that are out there some of you um participating here you're you're part of our in-person community as well and so during um, midweek, uh, uh, the group my wife and I are teaching, we're actually, during midweek, even going deeper in this subject matter. It's a smaller group of people, and we're able to take it a little deeper and kind of do some Q&A and some dialogue around this because, you know, any revelation in the Word, any subject matter in the Word of God like this that is so, um, it's so woven throughout all of Scripture, um, it's worth really um, talking about it and and really uh, going in deep as to what it is. And so um, that's what we're actually doing midweek this whole month is really just diving even deeper into this content. But here we go. Colossians chapter one, verse 13. And it reads, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. There it is right there. We've all been delivered. Why? The Bible says, that he has delivered us from the power of darkness. We've all been delivered. 
in some way, right? Delivered from the bondage of sin, delivered from hell, delivered from, uh, you know, the, the, the lies of the devil. We've all been delivered in some respect, okay? And so here's my next point, all right? Moving kind of quick here, because I, I really want to uh, go in deep into just this word and, and where it is in the scripture and everything. But there it is, Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. We might just start with that verse every time we teach this month. But another verse in the Old Testament, in the book of Psalms, uh, Psalm 34, verse 4, all right? Psalm 34, verse 4, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears, Okay, I'm gonna read it again. Psalm 34, verse four. I, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. And so there you go. You got, you know, we've all been delivered because the Bible says he has delivered us from the power of darkness. And then you got somebody here in the, the, the writer of this Psalm, he's actually seeking the Lord. He's actually walking with God. He's actually in a prayer time, a prayer moment, a worship moment, if you will. And he was crying out to God for some deliverance. He was being attacked or plagued by his fears, okay? And so we all need deliverance, okay? Um, we've all been delivered, but we all need deliverance in some way. In, in some respect, we all need deliverance. Deliverance, okay, it is something God desires to do in us, for us, and through us. Deliverance is something God desires to do in us, through us, and for us. Okay, I'm just laying a foundation here. We got a lot to cover over the next, this whole month, okay? But, so I'm just gonna take my time, all right? And so, check it out. Um, you could fill in the blank here, okay? Fill in the blank, and, and I'll give you some words that you could fill, fill it in with, okay? But God's heart is that we experience his power, okay? What, you know, um, and what... And, and fill the blank, his, the, his power, okay, in what, in and through what? Let's fill in the blank. Salvation, restoration, healing, renewal, revival, refreshing, deliverance, okay? And so the reason I want to say that is because sometimes we kind of um, compartmentalize these words. And I think in some ways they can mean unique, different, uniquely different things, but when, when I'm speaking of deliverance here, and when we see it in the scripture, deliverance is very broad, okay? And, and deliverance can be any aspect of the work of the Holy Spirit in us with respect to healing, with respect to renewing, with respect to reviving, with respect to refreshing or restoration, or, 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 or the power of God, the, the, an encounter with his presence, his glory, like deliverance happens in and through all of that, okay? And so um, we can fill in the blank. God's heart is that we experience his power in and through what? Fill in the blank. Salvation, restoration, healing, renewal, revival, refreshing, deliverance, all right? So I don't want us to get hung up on this word. That, and, and it can mean specific things, and we got all months to talk about this, but I'm speaking of the power of God at work in us, delivering us of things that aren't of God, okay? Delivering us of things that, that are sinful, habits, addictions, mindsets, ways of thinking, um, you know, uh, unclean things in our life, 
Jesus desires for us to experience him in his power through deliverance, okay? Jesus is a deliverer. He is the deliverer. He delivers us, okay? Um, and so now I just want to give you some def definitions of deliverance, okay? I'm going to give you a few different ones. Hopefully some of you out there are taking notes here. But deliverance, this is just in the dictionary, okay? Why are we talking about deliverance? Why are we taking a whole month to teach on this biblical um, thing, this big biblical principle or, or, or this, um, you know, this biblical theme, okay? And, and in the dictionary, it means this. This is what deliverance means. It means the state of being saved from a painful or bad experience. Jesus desires to deliver you from the pain of your past, whatever it is. Or you, you might even say, Jesus has delivered me of the pain of my past, okay? So that's what it means, the state, this is just a dictionary. The state of being saved from a painful or bad experience. The action of being rescued or set free. So we could, another way to call this sermon series, being set free, okay? Being set free, not just um, confessing Christ as Lord and now going to church and doing it, all that is great, but no, but really in your soul, in your life, in your being, in your spirit, soul, body, in you, your very being, being set free from Stuff that's not of God, okay? Whatever the stuff is, he wants to deliver you up, deliver you of it, okay? Here in the Greek, this is the Greek definition. You find this in the New Testament, okay? This word deliverance in the New Testament, in the Greek, okay? This is very powerful here. Um, it's saying a lot, but it means, when, when, when it says that in the New Testament, uh, in the Greek language, God, that, that God's gonna, God wants to deliver you, as we just read in Colossians 1.13, right? That we've been delivered from the power of darkness. Okay, what does that mean? It means for God to draw or pull you to himself, okay? To draw or pull you to himself, to rescue, to snatch up, okay? To snatch you out of darkness, to deliver you out of whatever it is, okay? It means to draw or rescue a person to and for the deliverer. So deliverance is, by definition under the New Testament, in the Greek language, it really has a connotation of God desiring to become more intimate with you. Hebrew definition, there's a few different ones. I'm gonna give you like, I'm gonna give you three Hebrew definitions of the word deliverance, deliver, deliverer, Deliverer, okay, what does it mean? In the Hebrew, it means to carry away safe. It means to cause us to escape, okay? So God delivered the children of Israel from slavery in Egypt, okay? Deliver, he's the deliverer, okay? He sent Moses to cause God's people to literally escape, all right? And so he has delivered us cause us to escape from the bondage of our sin. Hallelujah. Somebody say Jesus is a deliverer. What's the next definition? It means to uh, 
to preserve. This is in the Hebrew. Deliver means to preserve. God desires to preserve you, recover you, rescue you. You see, fill in the blank, okay? This is God's heart for you. He's a deliverer. He desires to deliver you, to rescue you, recover you, to save you, to snatch you away, to defend you, to deliver, to, to escape. With It means without fail, okay? Without fail, to pluck you out, okay? To, 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 to cause you to escape, to recover and to rescue, to snatch you up, okay? Here's the other definition here. I love this definition, why? Because in the Hebrew language, um, the, the Hebrew word Yeshua, it's where the Hebrew, in the Hebrew language, in, the, in um, Jewish culture, it's, it's the word salvation. Hence, in Hebrew, the name of Jesus is Yeshua. So, so by definition, the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. We are saved in the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. We cast out devils in the name of Jesus. Why? Because his name literally means salvation. And, and one of the words used in the Hebrew language, depending on which version of the Bible you're reading, many times in the Old Testament, the word deliver, deliverance, I will deliver you, you know, all those, the things God says to his people, saying Yeshua, okay? So Jesus' name by definition means deliverer, savior, deliverer. He's a deliverer, he delivers, right? He brings deliverance to us, okay? No matter where you are in your walk with God, no matter how long you've been saved, no matter if you got saved right now, just yesterday, been saved for 25 years walking with the Lord. I'm telling you, God desires to continue to deliver you, to rescue you, okay? And so here it is. Um, Hebrew definition, Yeshua, means salvation by God. Salvation by God primarily from external evils, okay? It means to aid. This is, what he, this is what deliver means, deliverance. It means victory. It means prosperity, okay? It means health. It means to help. It means to save. It means saving health. It means welfare. You see, all we're doing here, okay, the, what this is this month, it is a study on soteriology, which is the Greek word for salvation is soterion. And so our hope, my prayer for you is that your soteriological view of God is, is deepened, okay? So when we speak of deliverance, we're speaking of an aspect of salvation itself. We're speaking of an aspect of Christ, literally in the person of God is deliverance. He is deliverer, okay? That is who he is. That is what he does. And that is what we experience because of our relationship with him. He desires to not only deliver us out of things, 
but also deliver us of things that are in us. Okay? Hallelujah. Somebody say Jesus is a deliverer. Okay, this just isn't a, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, and, you know, I believe that Jesus is Lord. That is the absolute truth, yes. But, and look at, in addition to, God desires for you not just to um, profess him, but to experience true deliverance in every aspect of your being. Spirit, soul, and body. Somebody say amen. Somebody say Jesus is a deliverer. Okay? This is who he is. When we meet him, we have met the deliverer. When we encounter him, we've encountered the deliverer. Okay? All right? There is a unique difference. Here we go. We're, we're, that's just what I'm talking about. Soteriology. It's the study of salvation. Okay? And, and salvation, I think we need to broaden our, our, our revelation, our perspective, our understanding of salvation. Okay? And so I'm going to explain this a little bit. All right? And so, so there is a unique difference between the moment of salvation. Somebody say, I'm saved and the process of sanctification, okay? They're, 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 they are different, they are different. And, and deliverance happens in and through both. When I initially got saved, confessed Christ as Lord, and I was truly changed, okay? Jesus changed my life forever, okay? I can look back at that moment when I prayed. I was struggling for a while. You know what I'm saying? In my walk with God, struggling with addiction, struggling with all kinds of stuff, man. But I remember a moment when I truly, something happened. It's like that song, right? Something happened. And now I know he touched me and he made me whole. Somebody say deliverance. Okay. And so that at that moment, I was delivered. Okay. I was delivered, saved, forgiven, boom, right? But since that moment, I have still experienced through the process of sanctification, I have experienced deliverance in varying degrees. If I get delivered today of something, does that mean I wasn't saved? No, does not mean I wasn't saved or not saved, just means that I'm being delivered of things in my life that aren't of God. Can I get an amen? All right, so here we go. Soteriology, folks, this is, that's what this is. And so here it is, my next point. Positionally, as believers, we're saved. Positionally, seated with Christ in heavenly places. I'm saved by grace through faith. I'm justified by faith. It's not of works lest anyone should boast. Come on, somebody say, man, I'm saved. Look at the person next to you and tell them, I'm saved, saved. Right? I'm saved, saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm different. I'm changed. God touched me. And now I know. Right? All right? And so here's my next point, though. Listen to this. Conditionally, we're being sanctified. Okay? So in salvation, position is one thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Condition is another. We are still 
being changed, being delivered of, of, of things in our life, areas of our life. My, when you're born again, the Bible says, um, old things have passed away. Second Corinthians 5.17, if any man is in Christ, somebody say position. He's a new creation. Somebody say position. Old things have passed away. Somebody say position. All things have become new. Somebody say position, right? We are complete in him. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Positionally, I can approach God in the name of Jesus. I can come boldly to the throne of grace simply because of the blood that has been shed and I've received. But I've been walking with the Lord since the summer, the, near the, the fall, end of summer, 1992. But can I tell you that since that point, I've had moments of deliverance, of things in my mind that were totally ungodly, habits, ways of thinking. My mouth, man, even after I got saved, I'm just being honest with you, I had a potty mouth, dirty mouth, unclean mouth. Still, I know none of y'all, I know when you got saved, you know, you just perfect. You like, you an angel after you got saved. But for me, man, it's been messy. It's been a process. And I am on a journey. So positionally, I was saved in, in the fall of 1992, the beginning of my 12th grade year in high school. But conditionally, I've been getting sanctified ever since. Can I get an amen? All right? So it is possible, folks. All right? We're talking about deliverance now. It is possible to be justified by grace through faith, saved, and still need healing and deliverance in our mind, our will, and our emotions. I got a question for you in this regard. I got a question for you. But say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, deepen my understanding of salvation and sanctification. All right, here we go. Here's the question. Is it possible for a born again, spirit-filled believer to struggle with fear, anxiety, lust, addiction, unclean habits, etc.? Is that possible? And if we're honest, we all need to be like, yes, that is possible. But I'm here to tell you right now that Jesus desires to deliver us out of them all and from them all. Can I get an amen? This is God's heart. This is who he is. We cannot fellowship with God and not be delivered. We can't. It's impossible. It's who he is. It's who he is. We cannot get close to Jesus and not get healed in the areas of our life that we are struggling with. Can I get an amen? Somebody say this with me. Say, thank you, Jesus, for deliverance. Okay? So here's my next point, folks. Believe God for deliverance. Believe God for deliverance. Believe God for freedom in that area. Come on, if we're honest. Look at this isn't about us just um, looking at our, ourselves and our humanity and our struggles and, and what we deal with in a real way because every last human being on the face of the earth deals with, that has to face their humanity and deal with that. It's not for us to sit around and condemn ourselves over it or to just be all caught up in it. 
and 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 just and just um, distracted and and troubled by it 24/7. No, but what am I saying? Believe God for deliverance in that area. Believe Him that He can deliver you. Okay, you can believe God for greater freedom in your soul. Yes, you can. So my Bible says, because this is who Jesus is. This is what he does, is he delivers, all right? See, you can live, all right? You can live in expectation for healing and refreshing that comes from the presence of God, okay? You can believe God to become sanctified in areas of your life that are not sanctified yet. Now, you know, how many of us believers walking around still got worldliness in us? In our habits, our outlook, we got ideologies that are not pleasing to God. We have opinions that we're so married to and yet it can produce this unclean thing in our life. We got, you know, we got people that, you know, that, that have chronic, ungodly, chronic negativity toward everything. And I'm saying God desires to deliver us of that. Can I get an amen, somebody? Come on now. We can believe for deliverance, for freedom, a true freedom in our mind, our mind, our will, our emotions, our intellect, our memory, our body. Can I get an amen? I am believing for your deliverance. I don't know what it is but I'm believing God for it. I'm believing that you will encounter God in a new and a fresh way, and you will experience a, a freedom, refreshing, revival, renewing, restoration, wholeness, peace. I'm, my prayer is that you would continue to encounter and experience Jesus and all that he is. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so this is possible that we as believers that genuinely and authentically love God struggle with unclean things. Come on, somebody. All right, so let's look at this then. Let's, take a, let's look at a couple of verses here. James chapter three, verse 10. James three, verse 10, here it is. He's speaking to believers specifically in context James is writing to Jewish believers because that when he was when he was leading and he was a prominent leader in the early church in the context he was in predominantly was a Jewish community especially in the church that he was a part of in Jerusalem that that was that was a straight culturally speaking they were still in their uh, Jewish bubble when they when they gathered and, and worshiped, okay? And so, but James 3.10, look at this. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. Somebody say unclean stuff. Now he's saying this to God's people. This is the word to us that as a believer, I'm not saying you don't love God, not saying you're not saved, not saying that you're not walking in his will, but it's saying here, out of the same mouth, proceed blessing and cursing. 
my brethren. Who's he talking to? Brothers and sisters, right? My brethren, these things ought not to be. They shouldn't be brothers and sisters, but they are. Come on now. Come on, come on now. Come on now. Out of the same mouth, what? Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Unclean cursing coming out of the mouth of a believer. It should not be. But according to the scripture and the people he's talking to, it obviously was happening. And he's saying, hey, y'all need to get sanctified. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Y'all need to advance in holiness in that area. Can I get an amen? Somebody say deliverance. Some believers need to be delivered of that potty mouth. Come on now. I mean, come on now. You know we find out what's unclean in us when we stub our toe. Come on now. You ever hit your toe on the corner of the bed and just, you know what I'm saying? Say unmentionables came out of your mouth. Come on, somebody. You ever been around a believer too and you just thought they were saved, sanctified, and they got mad or something, and something popped out of their mouth? You're like, oh, Lord, I didn't know that was in them, right? <laughs> right? Or maybe it's yourself. But look at it. Somebody say, deliver me, Jesus, right? Unclean stuff, you know? Somebody say, come out in the name of Jesus, all right? Say, this ought not to be. This ought not to be. It should not be so, okay? Somebody say, deliver me, Jesus. Here we go. Let's go to another verse. And so why am I saying this? Because I think in the in, in, in church community at times, what happens is, is, is um, because we know how we should be, but then we know we really ain't there yet. So then, because of this um, like social pressure in the religious world, we got to kind of act a certain way and kind of cover our stuff up instead of just you know being honest about it before the Lord. And hopefully, you have trusted people in your life you can really be real about. But um, and and let's get delivered. Come on now, let's get delivered. Okay. And many times, I'm not going to go into all of this, but from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the Bible speaks about filthy communication. And so if, if, the, if, the, if the tongue is filthy, man, something filthy inside. Come on now. There's something unclean up in there. And you know what I'm saying? If, you know, um, we, have, we have a three-year-old. And you know what I'm saying? He, be, he has some stinky boo-boo sometimes. And, and, you know, and we put it in the trash right? And we, we put that thing in a, in a plastic bag and tie it up and we try to conceal that, man, because it's unclean. Somebody say unclean. And so um, if I don't do that, you open that trash can. We got a lid on our trash too, you know what I'm saying? In the house, we got a lid for You lift that up, right? Um, man, uh, whatever's in there is unclean and it's coming out of the trash can. Why? Because what's in there is unclean. It's an unclean source, and so somebody say, deliver me, Lord, of whatever is unclean in me. All right? Ephesians 5, 3. Here we go. And verse 4. Look at this. He's talking to believers now. Ephesian church now is talking to the church. And he's saying this to them. But fornication, which is any kind of sexual sin outside the covenant of marriage. So let me, let me break it down for you. But sexual sin 
and all uncleanness or covetousness. Covetousness is a driven desire to obtain things that other people have. It's like an unhealthy drive to get what they have. Okay? It says, let it not even be named among you. You as is fitting for saints. Verse four, neither filthiness, okay? Nor foolish talking, all right? Nor coarse jesting. It's speaking of these kind of language in our mouth and our tongue, just unclean things that aren't acceptable to God. He's like, look, believers, look, church, we gotta clean this up. And he's saying, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. So Paul's addressing the Ephesian church. And he's talking to the church and saying, man, these things are all up in y'all, right? Does he condemn them? No. Does he not talk about it? No, he talks about it. It's in the letter. He's a spiritual leader, right? You got Apostle Paul here, man. He helped, you know, lead and pastor's church. He sent um, um, Ananias, and, not Ananias and Sapphira. He, he sent Timothy there. He sent Timothy there to help lead. He was involved in this community, wrote to them, um, pastoring them. And he's just saying, look, guys, y'all need some deliverance, Right? deliverance. Y'all need some rescuing from these things. I'm here to tell you right now, Jesus just doesn't want to save you from hell. He desires to deliver you of demonic influence or just sin or whatever it is. God just isn't trying to get a bunch of unclean people out of hell. He wants to clean our house, sanctification, all right? And so here it is, my next point. Here it is, it's an encouragement to you folks. Allow God to complete his work in you. Allow him to complete it. Allow him to complete it. Um, this goes for all of us. You know, um, Paul told the church in Philippi, you know, he, who, I, he said, I'm confident of this very thing. This is what he told the church in Philippi that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Um, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Um, these are just verses that are coming to my spirit. And, and you know, that he, that God um, desires that the God of peace, that he would sanctify, okay, your whole spirit, soul, and body unto his coming. And so praise God for, salvation, that initial born again moment. But praise God for sanctification. Lord, 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 clean my house. Lord, clean this vessel. Lord, whatever's not of you, right? I lay it down. You know, as, as John the Baptist said, um, that I might decrease, that he may increase, okay? And so, as I said in the beginning, you know, we have all been delivered in some way and we all need deliverance. And I believe that this is where spiritual growth can really happen is when we're just honest, when we're like, man, I don't want this in my life anymore. 
I, I don't want this sin up in here anymore. I don't want this habit anymore. I, I don't want this way of thinking anymore. I don't want re, re, to react when people push my buttons like this anymore. Lord, I need deliverance. Lord, I need to be delivered. I need to be set free. My, my soul has some entanglements in it. You know, even the parable of the seed. I mean, the seed is sown on the soil of our heart. And the Bible talks about there's different types of soil, man. We got to keep the soil of our heart. Man, I mean, there are thorns and thistles that can get in our heart at, at times. You know, the, the Bible warns about drifting and warns about being lukewarm and warns us, you know, about staying clean and not getting entangled. Entangled means we as believers can get entangled in things that are just unclean, not of God, not pleasing to God, and they can destroy us. Or, you know, even, I, I, you know, limit us and keep us from God's best for us. Somebody say this with me. Say, God, complete your work in me. All right, let's be people that allow God to complete his work in us, okay? And so, this is the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit. The inward work of the Holy Spirit. This is all um, so tear, so tarry on, salvation, so teriology. Okay, I got to pause and say it slow because it's kind of a big word for me. But this is the ongoing work of the Spirit to allow God to complete his work in you. Can I get an Amen. And here, here's the other part of deliverance. And we're going to get into this even more later in this week. But here's my last point. Is let's expect God to move powerfully. Okay? He's done it before. He'll do it again. Let's, let's, let's put our expectation in God moving supernaturally in us. And for us. And to us. Let's not think for one moment that our salvation and journey with God is all about our duty and our discipline. It is not. We must be people that expect God to move supernaturally in our life. And so we can believe that, that we will encounter him again and again in a supernatural way. This also is deliverance. We must welcome the work of the Holy Spirit in our day-to-day -day lives. And we must be in expectation of the power of the Holy Spirit. We must be in expectation of visions and dreams. We must be in expectation of the power of God, the Holy Spirit delivering us in a moment. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Let's be willing to be changed by him and let's be in expectation that he will do it. However he wants, in whatever way, through the, through the gifts of the Spirit, through the preaching of the Word, through, through worship, through praise, through our song, our dance, what, through, our, through our prayer, through our pursuit of Him, or just by His loving kindness, mercy, and grace. He just comes and, and just um, invades our world in a moment and changes us. Can I get an amen, somebody? Hallelujah. Let's pray. So Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for deliverance for all of us. In whatever varying degree or method you wanna use, God, 
Uh, Lord, we, I pray for people's deliverance and freedom in areas of their life. Lord, this is not a cause for condemnation. This is not a cause for um, us to beat ourselves up. But Lord, this is a cause to reach for you, a cause to place an expectation in your grace that we as individuals will experience deliverance of unclean things, deliverance of the spirit of the world, deliverance of, of any habit, ideology, or mindset that is contrary to your will, to your word, your way, and your will, God. Father God, I believe you for deliverance in our soul, deliverance in our mind, deliverance in our relationships, deliverance, God, in our emotions, deliverance in every aspect of our intellect, our memory, Lord, every aspect of our being, our whole spirit, soul, and body, Lord, sanctified and made more like you. And so we thank you, God, that this month I pray that we will truly experience the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power in our life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.